0: Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. When people begin disappearing off the Enterprise, only Dr. Crusher remembers them having existed at all. The only hope to save them may lie in an old friend.
1: But can he be reached in time? From October 20th, 1990, it's season 4, episode 5. Remember Me. Or The Motherfucking Traveler! <laughs>
0: I'm Cam, that's Dan, and we'd like to welcome you to the first ever Star Trek The Next Generation Spooky Halloween Special!
1: Halloween Damn. specials in the original series were garbage fires. Every <laughs> single time, they were awful. They were like <laughs> someone on acid trying to write an episode of Scooby Doo. This, I know, was I... Tr- oh my god! It was like <laughs> it was like gaslight. It was like you know a classic like thriller. It felt like Hitchcock at moments. It was so much better than that schlop. <laughs>
0: Oh, I know. It's it is one of my favorite episodes, and I was so excited for you to see it because I had a feeling you would thoroughly enjoy yourself, especially since it features our main gal, Dr. Crusher, <laughs> being
1: Beverly. She's just she's being amazing. But Cameron, I think this is the first time <laughs> that I've like made a made a call about the trap, like about something, and being like, "Oh, you know, you will always be in Wesley's <laughs> heart." And then he Wesley was fucking trying to get a hold of him. He was, like, trying to do what the Traveler does. I was, I'm just glad to be rewarded for my headcanon. Like, my headcanon being so close to reality just makes me feel like a
0: god. Absolutely, fucking lutely It's going to make the wedding so much easier since he's helped save his
1: mom. I know. How can she not bless the union? Ugh. There's so much. Cameron, I think we got to bring back the Slash Factor sound effect for this episode. We absolutely have to. Or do we, need, ah, do we need a next generation slash factor sound?
0: Maybe we do. Maybe it's just <laughs> the traveler saying, Wesley.
1: <laughs> or maybe it's just Riker making one sliding note on the <laughs> drum <laughs> <bone>. <laughs> <whop,
0: whop, whop, whop. <laughs> Or maybe it's a boing sound effect.
1: <laughs> I, well, it's got to be quotes. Like the last one, you know, you know, it's had, darling, are you all right? I need you. <laughs> badly like it, <laughs> so we need the sexiest star trek lines we can use okay it
0: is one of my finest
1: creations it ever. is it is <laughs> and i'm saying let's bring it back for this episode but i think we need we need a next gen version now i think we all do all right all right i'll uh all right I'll you'll, do allow it. you'll allow I'll it i will allow it <laughs> well i'll allow you to read the thing
0: okay i hope you're ready everyone cuz this is thrilling beverly wasn't (laughs) she was not and would you be no fucking terrifying on stardate 44161.2 the enterprise docks at starbase 133 which is recycled footage from star trek 3 but i love it anyway (laughs) where dr crusher greets her elderly friend and mentor dr dalen quace played by bill irwin who's one of my favorite old actors Ugh, so good after taking him to his quarters, discussing the loss of old friends, Dr. Crusher visits her son, Wesley, in engineering. Wesley is attempting to create a static warp bubble, but the experiment appears to fail. Why he's creating a static warp bubble inside a space station, we'll never know. As the... <laughs> <laughs> Irresponsibility, Daniel!
1: That's why! Who raised that boy?
0: <laughs> well, he didn't have a father, so you know, that is... Completely acceptable. (laughs) Ugh. I hate everything. Anyway, as the Enterprise leaves Starbase, Dr. Crusher finds that Dr. Quace is missing, and that there is suddenly no record of him coming aboard the ship. As she performs a medical test on the transporter chief, O'Brien, she realizes that her medical staff is also missing. (laughs) Further investigation and discussion with the crew shows that she has always worked alone in sickbay, Dun 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 I mean like not only was it that Dr. Quase wasn't aboard, but that suddenly he never existed. Like all the computers, all of the background, all of the access to the information that they have says that he doesn't exist. Fucking terrifying. Dr. Crusher continues to Dr. Crusher continues to try and track down the disappearing people and finds more and more crew members that she remembers being completely unknown to the crew and the computer. At one point, a vortex appears near Dr. Crusher and attempts to pull her in, but she is able to hold on to a fixture until it dissipates. The ship shows no record of the vortex's appearance when she investigates, however. Eventually, (laughs) no one but Captain Picard himself remains on the ship. And Picard believes that the situation is normal. It's always just been the two of us on this massive fucking ship. That's fine. We've done fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Dr. Crusher orders the computer to give Picard's vital signs over the ship's speakers so she, so she knows he is still there. But shortly thereafter, even he disappears. Then the Vortex reappears and once again tries to claim Beverly. She is blown across the bridge, but manages to hang on to the op station chair until the Vortex disappears. At this point... We, the audience, are shown the actual Enterprise where Wesley has successfully created the warp bubble but accidentally trapped his mother within it. Within the warp bubble, it is collapsing rapidly, and Wesley fears that he will not be able to recover her. He summons the Traveler, played once again by Eric Menyuk, to appear and help him with stabilizing the bubble and accessing a wormhole. The Traveler recommends the Enterprise return to the Starbase where the warp bubble was formed and may be more stable. Within the warp bubble, Dr. Crusher attempts to direct the Enterprise to the home planet of the Traveler, but soon finds the ship is unable to set that destination, as it no longer exists. More of the universe she knows disappears, soon leaving only the Enterprise. She recognizes the shape as being that of Wesley's warp bubble, and determines that she is trapped. The early vortex being the Enterprise crew's first attempt to save her. As the warp bubble shrinks, erasing parts of the Enterprise, she races for Engineering, the center of the warp bubble, and finds a vortex waiting there. She jumps in at the last moment, finding herself back in Engineering, along with Picard, Wesley, Geordi, and the Traveler. She embraces her son and obtains confirmation from Picard that the Enterprise's population, including her dear friend Dr. Quace, is 1,014. The correct number and so
1: ends remember me <laughs> chef's kiss perfection oh man oh man so good just just oh it
0: is truly one of my very favorite episodes of tng and it's just it surprises me every time I, i i a Adore this fucking episode but since it's your first time through i would
1: love to hear what you loved about it dan i so loved gates mcfadden right that i wanted to see her in sunset boulevard (laughs) i wanted to see her in the birds i wanted to see her in rear window like Uh, i i just i'm like uh, i adore Everything you're giving me. Why have you not starred in a thriller? Because this is so good. She's on it, and I the scenes of her just talking to the computer to reason it out were spectacular. I know. <laughs> uh that's enough at it. I wasn't talking to you. Like just it got so it was they took a great idea a terrifying idea. People are disappearing and you're the only one who knows. Your grip on reality is in question. And at the end, her grip on reality wasn't in question cuz she was not in our reality. <laughs> That's spectacular. I know. So you get to have you get to have all the crazy fun camp of like don't look at me like I'm crazy. I know what I'm talking about. And the wonderful looks of people being like, "Worf." Worf, and i love how they like kind of made her be like don't make me say the klingon <laughs> she's <laughs> like the klingon come on i don't want to be an asshole <laughs> you know he's the, he's the klingon member of the crew he's the um, only one in starfleet <laughs> come on come on um, her her entire performance is spectacular and as it was going, I'm like, I'm so into this. I'm having such a good time. And then just when I think I'm having an awesome time of like, wow, what a gift they gave her an episode to really just anchor. What a gift. What a nice. What a, I bet she had so much fun. And just as I'm getting comfortable with that, Wesley name checks the traveler, and then the motherfucking traveler <laughs> shows up, and I squealed. I was like, the traveler. <laughs> oh, Ah! (laughs) Uh, I just uh, I I felt like Lucille Bluth every time she sees Gene Parmesan as he removes the disguise (laughs) Ah! (laughs) if you don't watch Star Trek watch this episode like it was it's that good it transcends it's great seeing someone go through that and her being believed by her crew, which of course she was because they were all in her head. She <laughs> created them. Of course they believed her <laughs> until they didn't. It's structurally a godsend. It is a gift to an actress who can anchor it and get like desperate and scared, but and allow herself the human moment of like, all oh, fuck and questioning her own sanity and going down into the depths of that, but then working it out for herself. I love the interplay with the computer. It made me want a Sherlock Holmes esque series where Watson is a robot. You know, mm-hmm. like I just I, the call and response with the computer was the perfect use of it as a plot device, as as just like well, we're gonna use we're gonna use the computer. To show Beverly working out what everyone in our universe knows to be true, but given everything she's seen, she would have no way to know it. But she knows something's fucking wrong, and she like, we're gonna diagnose this. I was like, oh my <laughs> god, this is this, and now it's it's fucking diagnosis murder all of a sudden. I love it, <laughs> and that. So you have this great structure, this great actress. The return of the traveler, and then just a light sprinkling of camp with some extended reaction shots that are just just a click shy of real. They're just past it where it's like <gasps> and yeah. It was my favorite episode of Star Trek The Next Generation <laughs> thus far.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad. I when I rewatched this one, I was like Dan is going to adore this. I'm going to say I'm completely on board with your uh, Sherlock Holmes featuring Watson as a robot as long as it is anchored by Gates McFadden.
1: Oh, I would, uh, I'm would. i sorry. Did I
0: not make that clear? <laughs> <laughs> She's alive. She looks fantastic. Give her some work. Create a series for I, her.
1: Honestly, I have a, uh, a script that I was working on that was like a Liam Neeson-esque Taken kind of thing. But more Home Alone style. It's more like withstanding like a home invasion, starring a woman in her sixties. And now, and before, I was thinking Jodie Foster. Now I'm thinking <laughs> Gates McFadden. <make> yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: I mean, she pretty much exclusively does theater now. But you might be able to bring her out of retirement
1: for the right role, for the right price. Do it as like a, a Blumhouse picture, micro budget. Mwah.
0: Ugh. I, I agree with you. It's this episode is so beautifully structured and it's so unexpected because we have not had a thriller in TNG. We had just we haven't. And it comes out of nowhere and it starts so normally and like even the soundtrack was just so brilliant and so I uh, wanted to
1: give a special shout out to the direction, actually. Absolutely. Speaking of Cliff um, Boyle. Cliff Bowl. hmm Cliff yeah, Bowl. Cliff Bowl Who is a veteran television director. Yes. um, Was. He's no longer with us. I know. Unfortunately. uh, Passed in 2014 at the age of 76, and he had been working up until he was 69. He directed an episode of Supernatural um, in 2007, but several episodes of The X-Files. He did Voyager episodes. He did. uh, Several. He did 10 episodes of Voyager. Good for him. Um, and he's he does about 25 episodes of next gen yep he does so i'm just gonna take a quick glance at any earlier ones oh hide and Q. yes the emissary hollow pursuits and he he directed best of both worlds part one and part two of course he did oh oh he's my guy (laughs) he is your guy (laughs) oh cliff bull oh i'm gonna be looking out for your name if I see your name in the credits, I'll have expectations. But also Lee Sheldon, who wrote the episode. Beautifully mm-hmm. done. Utterly. And this is their only this is Lee's only episode of Next Gen. Yep. But another sort of journeyman T V writer who wrote on a lot of things, including The Edge of Night for years. Which was a a soap. But yeah, an amazing episode. Lee Sheldon, I salute you. What else did you love, Cameron? I.
0: It really is hard to narrow it down because I loved so much. I could gush about this episode forever. But specifically, Gates fucking McFadden. Everything about her. I. <laughs> my favorite thing about horror movies and thrillers is when. The reactions become that level of camp where it makes the switch from reality and I just I I love everything about it I emulated in my own work I <laughs> as an actor and a writer I strive for moments like that I ugh, I just I loved everything I loved the idea it's so simple and so I mean the setup was was brilliant and quick and short and like It just, you didn't know what was happening until things were finally revealed. It was just a perfectly structured thriller. Loved every goddamn second of it. And I also love the return of The Traveler, prompted by not one, but two crushers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was... Oh... It, it's weird it's weird to feel excited <laughs> about a random fucking one-off character that really like d- there are not a lot of traveler fans out there i'm guessing i don't know i haven't engaged with star trek fandom at all there but I, you'd be surprised I, actually i i just still in that same awful fucking jumpsuit <laughs> just terrible paler makeup but every but everything else was the same Well, he had to come in a hurry. He's a little more gaunt, you know, just because it's hard work getting there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to phase out of reality real quick. Give me one second.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Traveler Sounds. Send us your Mm -hmm. Traveler Sounds, everyone. Engage with us on the social medias. (laughs) (laughs) What sounds does the traveler have to make to phase out of of reality? Let us know. (laughs) Film yourself. (laughs) Send it to us. This is a terrible call to action, Cameron. (laughs) I think it's amazing. I'm going to have the best time watching the three responses that come into this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But no, I... I adore everything about it. I find the static warp bubble fascinating. Um it actually comes back later, which is why I find it so interesting. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but like I I just enjoy the subtle way that people started to disappear. I thought the way this episode was directed is beautiful. The way it was shot is beautiful, and I just ugh, I can't I can't go on enough um also (laughs) o'brien yeah yep i love exceptionally dry captain picard i love i love the stunts
1: them taking her seriously and her crew being so supportive even though they were all in her head was great uh it matters less in retrospect because it's like well you know they were they were her but yeah the whole it's a great journey it's a fun fucking episode that you can watch at any time and you know what I might watch it for Halloween this year. Good. You should. In fact, we should mm-hmm. watch it together. A Halloween trek. Yep. Trekoween.
0: <laughs> and we can watch it first featuring Sylvia.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god, somebody filmed a cat! <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they filmed the cat super close up
0: and then interposed it on the film from something far away. The cat's a giant no! suddenly. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's such a bad episode of television. <laughs> oh, man. It's a remarkable
0: piece of trash. Absolute rubbish, but still fun.
1: <coughs> but it wasn't all Gates, Mick, fucking Fadden, was it, Cameron? <laughs> it was pretty close, but no, no, it wasn't. Why, Wesley? Why are you doing this? This is such a bad idea on so many levels. If you have to track down a specific physicist because of how badly you fucked up. Truly. You're doing dangerous and risky shit with a ship full of a thousand people. That's a laboratory experiment. Like... And you're in a starbase. There'd be an argument for it. Well, we need to do this far away from anything, so a spaceship makes sense. You're in a goddamn base. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, while you're in the base,
0: set everyone on the starbase, take it out, then do your experiment. It's not just a thousand people on the ship. Twenty-five thousand people live on those starbases, Dan.
1: What the actual fuck, Wesley? (laughs) You stupid little bitch. And it's
0: inside the star base. I I Uh, just can't. It's a good thing your physicist can transform or you would have murdered your mother.
1: Yeah, I just... mm. I also, basically, (laughs) the thing that sucks, Beverly is amazing and her son is usually not. (laughs) So... (laughs) Again, I don't like Wesley getting magical powers. <laughs> he can think himself out of existence now. Good. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because the Traveler's there. I know. And as much as I love Wesley and the Traveler, and the Traveler being, r- like, really coming on to him. Yeah. That's good, Wesley. Use your feelings. And looking at him like he's a goddamn steak. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> it's real creepy. Um. I like, I like the headcanon implications of their interactions, but I don't like magical Wesley. It's not enough that he's, like, boy genius, even though he's, ugh. It's like, not only is he annoying, now he's also deus ex machina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's been deus ex machina before. Mm-hmm. Tell me there's an episode called Data Ex Machina. No, there is not, but we have already seen Come Data ex Machina. Come <laughs> on! I know, it happens all the time. Ugh. Ugh. Um, I am glad you made else, that joke. What else was, what else was fucking
0: stupid? That was basically the only thing that jumped out at me, and I mean, oh, you it didn't is. like
1: the knockoff Wil- uh, Wilford Brumley coming on board and just awkwardly like hanging? She's just like hanging on his arm, which I'm like, that's weird. I'm sorry, that's weird. Now, like, hello, older man who was my mentor. I'm just gonna like hang on your arm, and we're gonna walk arm in arm. Your professional work colleagues. No. No. I, a hug is one thing. Walking arm in arm is weird. I thought and she sh- wasn't walking arm in arm in such a way that was supporting him. It was like she was on his arm. Bizarre. I, I did, honestly. It struck me as she was supporting him, but in a
0: way where he wasn't offended. Like, she could catch him if he fell, but... Not in a way that's like obvious that he can't walk because that would be hurtful to his pride, and that's not what she wants.
1: Well, I mean, okay, if you're gonna fall anywhere, the Enterprise is the worst place to fall, as we've established. Rug burns for miles. <laughs> Why, god? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I hate a rug burn, hate a rug it's burn. It's the worst, um, yeah. So the fact that she walked with him and they and he never once brought up diabetes testing supplies <laughs> just made me sad um, Wilfred Brimley <laughs> yeah exactly uh, yeah all caps the traveler <laughs> I just I really did love most of it but uh oh and there's like one awkward look from Picard, where they're trying to—it's like the one bad bit of direction in the whole thing. They're trying to show that after after Beverly comes back through the vortex, which I love her dive. I'm like, ooh, sliders, all right. Which um, she did on her own. That was not a stunt double. That was Gates McFadden. for her. When she's back through into the real reality. Or the prime universe, not not a mirror universe. They, they do this multiple universe thing and they're never going to give us a mirror universe episode with Picard and the next-gen people. Fuck you. So, she does this. He picks her up. And then she goes over to Wesley, right? In that shot of her hugging Wesley, Picard has entered frame as well, right behind her. And then Picard is looking back to where the vortex was. But because of how it's angled, we don't see the area where the vortex had appeared. Like, here's not it's not clear visual language that, oh, that's what he's glancing to. So it ends up looking like Picard's just watching them because it's flat to them. So it's just him watching two people hug, and then for no reason, he just turns around and looks off behind him, <laughs> and then slowly looks back while they're hugging. It is the most awkward fucking thing where I'm like, oh, no, this a- this needed to be angled on, like, a 45 so we can see the area where the vortex had been, and we know that that's what he's looking at. This just looks like somebody was like, yeah, I got coffee for Picard. Picard? <laughs> and he's like, ah, that's me. Hold on. Family reunion. One second.
0: I mean... If I'm being absolutely honest, I am always disappointed that there's not a full-on group hug. Because it's like, you know, this is basically a family at this point. Yeah. Not Jordy, but everyone else. Oh.
1: Everyone else. I forgot to mention my favorite thing, Cameron. What was your favorite thing, Dan? That Beverly was about to confess her feelings to fake Jean-Luc, <laughs> and he disappeared. I know. Ugh.
0: <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. But yeah, it was. Ba- it's basically a family reunion. Wesley's future husband, Beverly's future husband, come on. <laughs> we can hope. <laughs>
1: hmm.
0: Hashtag headcanon. But yeah, just a group hug. That's, that would have made this absolute perfection, and I would have had to break the five-point scale and give it a six. Because it's just... Ugh. So good. So good. But do you know what my favorite part about this whole episode was, Dan?
1: What? The quotes. I'll be quase and I'll be a computer for you. Thank you. How's that sound? Work on your magical impression. You know what the worst part of growing old is? (laughs) So many of the people you've known all your life are gone. And you realize you didn't take the time to appreciate them while you still could. Wah, wah, Ain't that the wah. truth, Dr. Quaze? It is. It is. I'd like
0: Lieutenant Worf to program onboard sensors to monitor all personnel. If we can catch them the moment. I'm sorry. Whom did you say? Worf. Chief of Security. The big guy who never smiles? The Klingon? Starbase 133, this is the Enterprise. Starbase 133, this is the Enterprise. Please acknowledge. View screen on. It's not the people. Everything is disappearing.
1: Computer, what is this mist I'm seeing? Sensors indicate it to be a mass energy field, 705 meters in diameter. It surrounds the ship?
0: Affirmative. If there's nothing wrong with me, maybe there's something wrong with the universe. Computer, what is beyond the mass energy field? Sensors cannot penetrate
1: the field. Here's a question you shouldn't be able to answer. Computer, what is the nature of the universe? The universe is a spheroid region, 705 meters in diameter.
0: (laughs) Uh. Computer, read the entire crew roster for the Enterprise. Dr. Beverly Crusher. Have I always been the only member of the crew on the Starship Enterprise? Affirmative. If this were a bad dream, would you tell me? That is not a valid question. Like hell it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love it. They're all gone? Riker, Troy, Data? Wait a minute. Let me guess. You've never heard of any of them. I didn't just conjure up one of my best friends from a test tube. Will Riker. He's, he's very good at playing poker. Loves to cook. He... He listens to jazz music, plays the trombone. Commander Commander Data, the android who sits at ops, dreams of being human, never gets a punchline of a joke. Deanna Troy, your ship's counselor, half-betazoid, loves chocolate. God damn it, there was that. The arrival of her mother makes you shudder. O'Brien, Geordie, Worf, Wesley, my son. They all have been the living, breathing heart of this crew for over three years. They deserve more than to be shrugged off. Brushed aside, just, Pinched out of existence like that, they all do. They deserve so much more.
1: Oh, that. Ah, I know. Mwah, mwah, mwah. She. That's such a great. And that's the thing is like, she's not even upset that reality might be fucked. She's like, my friends, these people deserve more than just to disappear. That's. It's beautiful. The indignity in that is so. Mwah. Ugh. It's perfection. It is. All right, since you're, since you're the other crusher as well, I guess I better be the traveler. You would better be, mm. and you would better be extra sexy about it. Commander, tell me about your sexual organs.
0: But that might not work.
1: Yes, yes it would. See past the numbers. Trust yourself.
0: I can't, I can't do it.
1: <laughs> when the time comes, You will, Wesley. Mm, You will. (laughs) Remarkable performance.
0: I'm sorry I lost my temper. You
1: do remember that. Vividly. But if I have forgotten my closest friends and comrades, as you say, then I deserved every word. I won't forget. I won't forget any of you. Jean-Luc, if I might ask, how many people are there on board? 1,014, including your guest, Dr. Quince. Quace. God (laughs) damn it. 1,014, including your guest, Dr. Quace. I might just keep that take. I don't know. I liked it a lot. Is there something wrong with the count, Doctor? No. That's the exact number there should be. I'm going to need to change chairs. I can't do my Geordie shoulders. This will make too much noise. (laughs) Click my heels together three times, and I'm back in Kansas. Can it be that simple? I'm sorry. I, I remember you being there for a short while, but you were alone. What? Was he invisible?
0: Did I carry on a conversation with thin air?
1: To be fair, I've been drinking on the job <laughs> since day one, so. Deanna, I need you to tell me if I've gone completely mad. If you can ask the question, I'd say no. Don't evade the question. Well, then ask me one I can answer, bitch. <laughs>
0: Sick Bay is totally empty. Apparently I no longer have any
1: staff. And that surprises you, Doctor.
0: <laughs> that was a nice transition between Picard right? and Riker. I, I know, it. I was like, oh,
1: <laughs> nope, that's not Picard. That's not Picard. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. And uh-oh, that uh-oh. surprises <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> and that surprises you, Doctor? Surprises me? I'll say it surprises me. There should be
1: at least four members of my staff on duty at all times. I'm afraid ship's records do not concur, Doctor. What are you talking about? You do not
0: have a staff. You're telling me I'm the sole medical officer on a ship with over a thousand
1: people on board? Excuse me, Doctor, but the entire ship's complement is 230. Are all members of the crew accounted for? Yes, Doctor. How many are there? There are 114 people on the Enterprise. Thriller face. I've delivered babies that no longer exist.
0: No one else remembers them, yet I can close my eyes and see their faces as clearly as I see yours now. And finally, what is the primary mission of the Starship Enterprise? To explore the galaxy. Do I have the necessary skills to complete that mission alone? Negative. Then why am I the only crew member? Aha. Got you there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking burnt.
1: Daniel Crary. Cameron Faring. What a wonderful, wonderful hour of television. I can. I kept out loud to myself going, this is really good. (laughs) This is a really good episode. Courtney's like, you always sound so surprised when that happens. I'm like, yeah, but this is like, really good (laughs) exceptional
0: i would even go as far as to say unprecedented (gasps) (laughs) says every email ever um at least during the pandemic (laughs) how many (laughs) magical appearing travelers would you give this episode dan do it fucking do it
1: <laughs> do it 4.85 God i
0: can't i can't damn can't. it you're going to make it through this entire series and not give a single five just like you did in the original series
1: well <laughs>
0: <laughs> what what was? what would make it that extra point one five?
1: getting rid of wesley crusher <laughs>
0: Yeah, but then the Traveler wouldn't mean anything to you. He would just be a random character.
1: Well, I don't know. I I just, you know, I'm kind of mad at this episode for making me cry at the end. <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason seeing a boy who's really terrified that his mother was dying really got to me <laughs> for some reason. And you still can't give it a five. <laughs> Cameron,
0: I am as God made me. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Well, I'm giving it a five, obviously. I might just start giving all fives, just to spite you.
1: <laughs> all you're going to do is make yourself look foolish.
0: <laughs> Wear yourself out. To be fair, there are a lot of fives in
1: season four. Okay. So good. You know? I don't. We, we did it. We loved it. We, we hated di- it. We did.
0: <laughs> we quoted the shit out of it. And we rated the shit out of it, even if it was false ratings. oh wow okay I'm sorry I couldn't I couldn't resist I just had to grind a little bit anyway that just leaves one last thing for us to do and that's for me to wish you all to
1: have wow I quit I (laughs) (laughs) to be fair we've changed that one a lot over the last you know no 150 episodes
0: That's very true, and that just leaves one last thing for us to do. That's for me to wish you all to not just have a great week, but to make it so. And for Dan to say,
1: keep on trekking.
0: Yeah! I'm so glad. Huzzah! I'm so glad you enjoyed this episode, because it is. Oh, it's fucking great. Uh, It's just exceptional.
1: this and if he doesn't our friendship is over (laughs) because this is everything that you love i don't think you've had one yet where you're like dan's gonna love this one and you were totally wrong i mean oh no no no! there was that first time travel episode where you're like i thought you would like this i'm like they don't follow any fucking rules (laughs) it makes no goddamn sense it's not a time travel episode it's a
0: garbage fire (laughs) that feels like an eternity ago dan (laughs)